imagine every knee on the planet? Just imagine it. Just for one moment, just imagine suddenly God does something and every human being on the planet drops and says, He is Lord. Imagine what that would be like. We know it's going to happen. We know there's going to be a time when everyone will be before the throne and they will all bend their knee. Lucifer and his hordes, Satan, they will bow. They bow now when he tells them to. They are totally, utterly defeated. Can you imagine every knee on the planet bowing and saying, Jesus, oh, he is God. How many of you are imagining that right now? Do you have the ability to image I nation? Imagination. How many have the ability to imagine that? A lot of you are closing your eyes. I, ha- I can teach you a secret of seeing things with your imagination that you're not taught. But I found it in the scripture and it's all through the Bible. Anybody want to know a secret? Because this is what we do when we want to imagination. We shut everything out by closing our eyes. That works. But there's another way. All through the scripture you see that the Lord says this. And he looked up. Go look up the phrase. And he looked up and heaven opened. He looked up and saw. He looked up and there appeared unto him. Are you with me? Anybody here? Anybody open? Anybody teachable to try something new? Everybody stand up, okay? We're going to try something new. There's keys to encounters. I've learned a bunch of them. I have them all the time. When I first uh, read this in a book, been almost 40 years ago I was dumbfounded what he said one of the biggest hindrance to people seeing in the realm of the spirit is they bow their head down or they close their eyes and look into darkness to to find their imagination and he said the best way to find your imagination is to go where the image I nation is. It's an invisible realm. And you take the stature of suddenly realizing that he's up there. I mean, you know, God's above us all. How many believe he's above us all? How many believe he's not? We can get you saved tonight. He's definitely God. And he looked up. Have you ever tried just saying, Lord, I ask you to let me see from your point of view when I look up at you. That your vision would come down through my eyes as I look to you. 
and they looked up and beheld. It's all through the scripture. It's amazing. And you look up. And, and, and the posture of your soul goes to heavenward. I now will see into the invisible. How many know your eyes are supposed to be trained as well as the rest of your five senses to be able to discern or clearly see the realm of God good and the realm of darkness evil? See, that's what our whole ministry is about as a, a very spiritually gifted person, many encounters, appearances, translations, time travel, all these things are very real all through the Bible. And people in this room have it happen to them when they're in their sleep or when they have visions or maybe just a sudden encounter. And they can go to such high realms, such high areas that you're not having a vision anymore. You actually enter the encounter. It becomes your experience, not a vision. It's the highest fourth level realm, fourth dimension. Everything fourth and above it, you actually enter into that place. I saw a vision of Jesus, but have you ever seen Jesus? Eyes wide open, he appears in front of you, materializes. Where you could see him with your natural eyes. That's a higher level. He wants you to come into that. Imagine every person on the planet suddenly beholding them. How many believe Jesus is coming again? It says when it happens, every eye will behold him. Every eye will see. I'm not talking about the secret disappearance, the great, now you see me, now you don't. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when the Lord Jesus Christ splits through the heavenly dimension into the natural dimension and reveals himself in all his resurrected, glorified, Splendor. How many believe that's going to happen? It'd be so powerful that for those that are in love with him, they will be kissing the sun and the smack of it will cause him to appear and all of his glory will literally fuse the whole entire atmosphere and render every spirit of darkness powerless to deceive anyone any longer. See, it's deception that keeps us from seeing the Lord because he's among us right now and he's ever present. He's the omnipresent one, the all-knowing one, the om omniscient one, the all-powerful one, the omnipotent, omnipotent, potential, potent, potential to do anything. This God. Do you know that Jesus right now in heaven is not one bit less than God Almighty, the Creator? 
Did you know Jesus, before he became a human, was there creating in the beginning, before he became a man? How many believe that? It's, it's scripture. In the beginning, God. I like the very first word in the Bible, in. Aren't you glad you're in? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth without form of earth. Darkness was on the face of the deep or the waters. And the Spirit of God brooded. Was God Almighty? Now we've got Holy Spirit. And God said, in the spoken word, which is a person, came on the scene. And God said, and the light of the world, Jesus Christ, appeared in the creative process and created an order. Because he's the apostle and high priest that one creates all order. And significance of order. Days, moon, sun, stars, everything, everything. Jesus did that. And he came on the scene and created it. Can you look up for a minute? Just look up. Just open your eyes and look up. And see into the future. Oh, Lord. Well, I can see better if my eyes are closed. That's because you've practiced that. Practice something new. Follow the word for a minute. Open your heart. Don't be stubborn. We don't know very much. If we did, we'd win all of our neighbors. We're not raising every sick person. We need to open up a little bit here. How many know we need to open up a little bit? We got a few things to let him teach us. Look up. Oh, Jesus, you're glorious. Oh, my goodness. Says when he comes, he's coming in flaming fire. the glory of God just circling the whole planet whole atmosphere oxygenated above it suddenly being made light glorious amber glory color light filling all the atmosphere of the earth. And people on every side of the planet beholding him all at the same time. How can he do that? Because he's omnipresent. It's not limited to our linear way of thinking, our logical mind. The miners a mile under the earth, he'll appear to them. I'll behold him at that moment. There'll be no earth between him and them. There'll be him.
imagine Jesus on every knee. And us who really love him, the rapture in us so divine, the bliss, the ecstasy of God, of beholding our King, our lover, so filling us. suddenly transformed from the inside out as Christ in us the hope of glory comes forth your spirit being completely consuming your physical being Every wrinkle's gone, winter pantry's gone, every scar, every care, all white hair, transformed into the glorious image of the Son of God and into His likeness. And yet you, your appearance, your personality, now fully infused with God's love. Sinless, sufferless. Every care gone in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. changed in a moment in the twinkling not the blink the twinkle of an eye the word moment the Greek word for moment there is the Greek word atomos it's where we get our word atom you'll be changed in your atoms. <laughs> Their temporary condition you are in right now will suddenly be changed to a glorified, eternal, indestructible and all-powerful. Never need sleep again. Food will be a pleasure. Changed. Changed. That glory is all around us right now. We're supposed to go. He is inviting us to come. We literally are supposed to go so much further than we go right now. We're supposed to behold. We're supposed to walk in a constance 
of being dual-dimensional people. We're beholding the heavenly, eyes wide open, driving down the street. The presence of God is on you. You're loving him. And you're seeing all kinds of things, but you're not missing the red light, somebody getting ready to cross the street, your speed limit. You're having a dual existence, a dual experience. It happens to all of us all the time. You're thinking of someone you love. Hopefully you're not in an argument in your mind with somebody you love and, and feeling angry and you can hear them and you arguing and going back and forth. That's a, that's a dimension we don't really want to experience. It's not the realm of heaven. We can enter into these things right now. Some of you are going there right now. Some of you said, this is too good for me to keep my eyes open. I'm closing them and going there. <laughs> cool. Just however you want to get it, get it. But learn to function because you're already doing it. You're already having experiences where you're living in two worlds at one time and still fully functional. Some of you have developed it further or may be gifted so that you can help others get there. Because the Lord always gives us so we can give it to somebody else. So then we can do it in unity. Freely we receive. Freely we give. Every knee bowing on the planet. Can you imagine at the resurrection of the dead? Hitler and all those guys being resurrected. Every human being who's ever lived being re resurrected and given an eternal body, an indestructible body. You ever heard that one? Every human being that's ever been born to live in an indestructible body. How else could they be tormented in flames forever and experience pain? That's a really bad thought. Hell is really not a good thought at all. Nobody even wants to hear about it. But it's a real place. And heaven's bliss. Now when I say that about heaven, quite honestly, I've been to heaven. You know, open vision. I died. I literally went down. Went into the very outer edges of hell. It was so horrible. I, 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 it was beyond anything. And when I looked up and cried out, eyes wide open, help me, Jesus, oh God, I'm so lost, no. And I saw light, and I started going up. It was terrible. I know it's real. I can tell you all about what it looks like and everything. Would anybody want to hear about that? What hell's really like? Mm -hmm. The description of it and the language he gave me for it's horrendous. I've only shared it publicly three or four times. I didn't like reliving it. I said, if you're not going to tell me to do this, I'm not going to do it. 
Oh, Jesus. Been to heaven, too. Literally went there. I didn't have a vision. I was wide awake in worshiping God. And the whirlwind of God came around me, made of light, and took me through. Took me and I stood before Jesus. The glorified Son of God. Do you know he dwells in unapproachable light that no man can approach to? When I saw him and I was coming up and I, I began to rise in ecstasy and, I, and, and it became beyond any words I can give and the closer I got to him, the more ecstatic it became. And when I got to a certain place, I started slowing down because I was going through this tunnel like this, like an eagle flying toward him. When I got close, I started slowing down. And when I got up to within 10 feet of him, I suddenly stopped. And as I was slowing down and getting ready to stop, I cried out and said, no, no. And all I could think of is, I can't wait to just go and go into him. I just wanted to go right into him. I don't even know how to explain that to you. But I found a scripture that says we're hidden in Christ in God. And there's something in us that's already in him. And so we want to be in him again. And we want it with all of our being. It's a deep heart cry of every believer. True believer. And when people hear the language and hear it talked about, they get excited and they say, yes, yes, yes. Because it's not, a lot of people have never come up with a language or because of the, the lack of experiences. So God gives people experiences so they can give something to somebody that they don't have. And that person receives it. And it, if they're coached correctly, they can learn how to activate it. See, any great spiritual experience you've had once, you can have it again. And if you learn the secrets and, and, and seek the face of the Lord, he'll give you the answers. You can learn how to do it at will. I have not mastered that one. There's still a lot of things he's not allowed me to do that because I don't know the keys. I don't know what he wants. He always saw, wants something of us of the nature of faith. <coughs> really, that's the only qualifier, faith that works by love. Which is given to us through his mercy. And is part of the grace giftedness. Grace is many, many different aspects of what grace is. It's so incredible. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess to the glory of God. The wicked and the righteous will receive bodies that cannot die. They're different than these, but they're like these. They're flesh, but they're indestructible. No blood in them. In the believer, what flows through your veins is the glory of God, liquid glory eternal life zoe life Greek word the very life substance of God himself 
How many know that when you were born again, you received a new heart? How many believe that? Ezekiel, the prophet, prophesied about it, wrote it in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. It starts in verse 26. And he describes there and says, in that day, speaking of the day when people will be uh, born again and God will become their father and they'll have a relationship. How many know you can't, you can have no relationship to the father except through the son? There's only one way. Dogmatically, I will tell you, the Dalai Lama does not have a relationship with Father God. Because he doesn't see Jesus as the only master. There's many masters. There's only one master. All the rest of them are con men. Yep. Demon activity. Some of them very high spirits to deceive masses of people. I pray the spirit of wisdom and revelation will be on every word I'm sharing because I'm sharing things I had no idea I'm going to say. I love it because when I first started having encounters, I didn't know how to say it. I knew the Bible. I was raised in it as a little boy. I was in my mother's an intercessor. I interceded with her and prayed with her as a little boy. and Didn't my whole life until she passed on, except in my prodigal years. And then I would go over to see her and she would go into intercession and travail. And I would sit there and wipe the tears away and cry and long for Jesus and know I was so lost. I'd be foggy headed and, you know, enslaved to the drugs I was on. But I still experienced him because he never left me and he never forsook me. <sighs> to the ends of the ages. I believe in eternal security, but I don't believe in unconditional eternal security. That's all I'm going to say about that. I believe in agape love, but God's love is not unconditional, as conditional. It is conditional. It's based, and your experience of it based upon how much Jesus is the Lord of your life. And then all the blessings of Abraham are based upon that because faith works by love. And people of great love have massive, huge faith. And God gives us nothing without faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. As you notice, I'm quoting scripture. Hebrews 11.6, if you want the address. Without faith. Oh, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would grant unto you, even as a land grant can be given to someone, if they but stake their claim. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that the eyes of your understanding would become so enlightened that you would know 
you would know. You would know, be one with. You would have epinosis, knowledge from above. You would have a knowing from above, an infusion, an involvement, a folding into and an infolding into you of the union that has already taken place within you in Christ Jesus in the new birth. And the new heart that he gave you. I'll give you a new heart, new spirit. Put my spirit upon you. And God will be your father. And you will be his sons and daughters, says the Lord. Heart. Your heart. Naturally pumps blood to your whole body. And it carries the blood through the organs and purifies your blood and everything takes place. You receive your nutrients and water and air, and oxygen, everything. Your heart. And when you were born anew, your spirit man was created and your spirit man, your innermost man and your inner man. The heart is the part that carries his nature and character and authority from your spirit to your personality, to your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your imaginations, your intuitions, even your memories, those six things. Six of the number of man. And he will flow from your spirit through your heart. It's like a bridge that things from God are passing over constantly to you. And you keep your heart pure with all diligence for out of it is going to flow the very issues or forces of faith and love and hope and righteousness and the forces of God. So we need to keep our heart pure and sanctify the Lord in our heart. As it says over there in 1 Peter. That sanctification is not possible through our own strength or power or ability. Not for one little thing that you want to conquer. You cannot conquer a white lie spirit. Only he and us can. There's nothing in our ability to conquer any sin in our life. But he's in us wanting to conquer everything if we believe. Amen. And if we but yield to him within us. And if we ask God to sanctify our hearts, the power can come from the heart into our mind, will, emotions, imaginations, intuitions, and memories. Every bad memory you've had can be utterly and completely transformed into a glorious experience. And that weakness becomes your power and strength because it's only saved by almighty powerful God, by his potency. The potency to make you potent with God. Oh Jesus, you gave us all of this freely. If we but believe, if we but hunger and thirst, if we but seek and knock and ask, A poverty spirit is mad and demands that you have a without any cooperation with him.
or if I can say it this way, without cooperating with love. Because that's all he can bring you, is love. Even when he disciplines us. Anybody ever been to God's woodshed? Yeah. And it's love. It's a loving father. And I can hear him saying, this is going to hurt me more than you. I never did quite know what to think about that one. That's all he can do is love us. Because that's all he is. But his ways are past understanding in your natural being. But they can be revealed by the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge. Epinosis. Knowledge from above. There's different words for knowledge. There's another word for knowledge. It's called hypnosis. And it speaks of knowledge from beneath. Don't let anybody hypnotize you. They're going to do it with the knowledge of the dark side. Or the carnal mind. Infused with a substance of the anointing of Lucifer, fallen angel Satan, and demons. There's deliverance in Zion. The Lord God right now is ready to reveal and bring forth an army of saviors coming out of Zion. Somebody want to look that up? It says deliver. So I know it's in one of the minor prophets. Obadiah, yeah. Saviors out of Zion. I think it's chapter 2. I'm not sure. You might look. But it says deliverers. If you look up the word deliverers, it's the word saviors. An army of saviors. Oh, nobody could be a savior but Jesus. Have you ever got anybody saved? Come on, sister. Come on. Shout me down. Saviors. That allow the Savior to work through you. Imagine us coming to the place of total, complete salvation. Allowing the Savior to have total preeminence over our life. And learning to walk with him. And how many are trying to do that right now? Come on. Come on. Come on. I am. I'm miserably failing in it. Everything I try to do fails. But when God in me does something, it is amazing. And a lot of times, I ask him, what do you want me to do? He says, nothing. Just love me. Just turn your eyes upon me. Look full in my face. And I don't do nothing, and you're going to do it all? That sounds like amazing rest. Yeah, but I want you to love somebody. That means you'll have to get up, go get in your car, and go over and see them. There's a, something you can do. And the minute you say yes to it, I will so infuse you with my love that it's both for you and that person. It's also going to be for everyone that person affects. So it's going to be a download. Anybody want it? He never just gives you enough for you. He doesn't think that way. God so loved the world that he gave. Big God. Whew, 
Shabagad, habalaga kasumba pa kaka. Running out of words, got to pray in tongues. She got rapa pali kachatum ba ye tu ya basho kuate. Kina mawale te chiko wapa puwate te. Chongwanki chongyangi chika mahei naya heya oya chonea. It's diversities of tongues. Intercessors move into it. They pray in all different kinds of languages. They ask for it. They pray for it. They want it. Because whatever you start praying for, you go there. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? Wherever you direct your heart, your spirit will go there. So be careful where you direct your heart. Happens to you all the time. Not aware of it. Need somebody like me to tell you what you already know. Because you have an anointing from the Holy One within you and you know all things. If you didn't, how could you be led by the Spirit? If you didn't, how could you always come up with an answer in any situation you're in? If you ask the Holy Spirit to really, if you didn't have that, how could you ask wisdom to come and it always be there for you? That may not be there that instant. You may have to seek God a little bit. Why does he make himself hard to find? He's not the one that's hard to find. A lot of our prayers getting us ready to receive. That's right. Amen. Come on, do I hear an amen? A lot of people don't receive because they don't take time to prepare themselves. Because you're going to encounter holy God. Awesome, wonderful, loving Powerful, all-knowing God. This is just too good to remember the program. I've got a program I'm supposed to follow. This is too good. I'm talking about every knee bowing. Every knee bowing. Jesus found 12 men that bowed. There's a bunch of women bowing too. As a matter of fact, the women were bowing before the men. Amen. <laughs> they really were. Who's the first one that saw Jesus in the resurrected body? Mary. A woman. <laughs> Who were the last ones at the grave? I mean at the at the cross. Who was there while he was being crucified at his feet? The women. And one man. John the Beloved. You know, the one that laid his head on the breast of Jesus and heard the heartbeat of God. The one who spoke in the highest revelation that for 2,000 years people have been trying to understand the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. And they look at it for every avenue and everything in the world, not realizing they're never going to get it until they realize that the whole book is about a revela the revelation of Jesus Christ. The whole book's all about him. Everything is the one we will bow our knees to. Aren't you glad you bowed now? May I say you will bow now or you will bow later? But you will bow. 
If you've never bowed your knee to Jesus, I say come. Get up right now and come. If you're not right with God, I'm looking around this room. Everybody here is good. Everybody's right. I can see your spirit. I can see the life. I can see the glow, the glory, the presence. Everyone here knows Jesus personally, closely. You, we, that, that sounds like I really got something going on, but you can always tell when you meet somebody that's a believer. We all can. We all have the same Holy Spirit in us. If we get sensitive, if we open our heart, if we let God really teach us and train us and equip us, the limits come off. That's what we were sent to come here and bring when we started Eagle's Nest, which was started before we got here. We've been doing Eagle's Nest for over 30 years. Planted them all over the world. Never created an organization. Waiting for the apostolic to come into full fruition and for the true prophets to come on the scene that match what we see in Elijah and Moses. Anybody wanting that? Amen. See, all they did was manifest Jesus, the manifestation of God. Saviors coming out of Zion. I'm uh, giving you some very high goals. How do you do that? This is the generation of Yaakov, Jacob. Kiss the sun. Take the time. Be still. Know I'm God. We have a class of that coming up. My wife teaches it. She's highly practiced, highly disciplined in these things. We really press into intercession, birthed out of intimacy. How many were here for the before the service prayer? Actually, we're starting our meeting now at uh, six o'clock. How many were here? Can you raise your hand, please? How many liked it? It turned into quite a party. Powerful intercession out here in the foyer. We've got microphones there set up and we've decided, okay, Lord, if that's what you want, as it was in the day of Pentecost. What happened on the day of Pentecost? We're pursuant of that atmosphere that was created on the day of Pentecost. Or some old timers, Pentecost. Pentecost. 50. I like the 50s. Cool. So, we have a school of prophetic ministry coming up. There's some really cool things happening. Today, I was on the phone with um, the owner of a building that we have signed a lease on. 
We've signed a lease on it. He's about ready to hand me the keys. It's bigger than this building. I've had people say, why would he come here when we got Bethel? Because Bethel needs us. And we need Bethel. Come on, do I hear an amen? Um, there's only going to be one Bill Johnson. You can go there till blue, you're blue in the face and it's not going to turn you into Bill Johnson. I mean, if you really go after God, it'll turn you into Jesus. Anybody up for that? Anybody want some Elijah and Moses on the pathway? At the very least, they prepare the way. Thank you, Father. It's what we're about. While we're here. There is so much prophetic impartation tonight on the things I'm saying. So much stirring in the spirit to activate you. With the ability to look up. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and suddenly I heard as it were voice behind me and it said come up and he looked up and immediately he stood before a throne Jesus was on the throne had a rainbow around it I belong to the rainbow people. I belong to the rainbow people. I'm a rainbow people. I just got new plates on my car. I got a little BMW Classic and I used one, an old one, but it's really primo. Sweet. I went and got my license plate and I asked the Lord to give me the, give me the license plate that he wanted me to have. And I said, I really would like for it to declare the passion of my heart. <laughs> you know you can talk to God about everything? Yeah. He likes that. He's really been waiting a long time for people that would be his friend. And so I got it. And she handed it to me and I opened it up. Or she opened it up and said, here's your license plate. And I looked at him and I went, Yes! That is so cool. Because my number is, and my license plate is 7 Ray. R-A-Y. Oh, wow. Seven rays of glory. The seven spirits of God. The seven colors of the rainbow. Shabakatarabakata. The rays of glory. When I saw Jesus, he was in all of his glory. Do you know you can't go up and stand before Jesus in all of his glory unless he does something to protect you? He had a dome around him. and wouldn't let me come any closer. I, I said, no, no, let me come in. Let me. He said, if I let you come in, you could never go back. Stay with me a while and I'll send you back. And I said, no, I don't want to go back. I never said things here. I never expressed those feelings. I, but he felt them. He heard them. And I heard him. And he never opened his mouth. And I never opened mine. 
And the glory that came out of him was so brilliant that he had to have a shield around him. Like welding glasses. That kept it from keeping me there forever. It wasn't time yet. And the brilliance and beauty and every ray of light that hits you is the glorious revelation of the Son of God, His kingdom, all things pertaining to life and godliness. His nature, it's, and it's, 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 it's so amazing. Did you fall down? Did you fall before Him and say, oh, yes, no, I had no consciousness of myself. He totally consumed me. We were in heaven, and I saw nothing but him until I came back. And when I came back, everything that I was beholding and seeing that I didn't see, because I was seeing only him, was, I can tell you all about the things I saw. I saw mountains that make Mount Everest look like a pimple. <laughs> And they were made out of solid gold with the peak top of them where snow is with silver. Just that one mountain. I can tell you other things. Amazing stuff. Everybody goes to heaven. Do you ever notice everybody goes to heaven and tells you a different story? You know why? Because heaven's very personal. Very personal. He made it with you in mind. Just for you. He wanted you to know that. There are things you will see that no one else will see in heaven. you see through different eyes than anyone. Mm. Mm. Are you related to her? Your daughter? I thought so. Because you have so much anointing on you. You're, you're getting ready to step into something. There's such a revival and a reformational transition taking place. It's just an embracing. You've been through the fire. You've been through so many things. The enemy has been cruel towards you. So have people. You're about to get redeemed. The lost things. Your mother hasn't told me about you. The lost things that you've walked through and the love you've had for those who were lost in that place and the caring and the suffering you've been through for their behalf is going to reap a great harvest of many souls. And your children and children's children will see my glory, says the Lord, in this life. And I'm going to restore everything that the enemy stole from you. And every hardness that he tried to turn you into is going to become tender, kind, and deeply understandable. You have so much revelation, you will see just like Jesus. Because he will look through your eyes.
Something about Bethany is coming to my mind. Bethany. Do you know what that is? Bethany. Who that is? Well, the house of God revelation is going to be upon your life. Bethany is a place. It's not Bethlehem. It's not Bethel. It's Bethany. And it is a place in God. It's very beautiful and amazing. In the spirit. There's been much suffering there. And you know of that. what all the enemy has thrown at you. I mean, I can see it all. I can see the, wow. It's amazing you're alive. And he's delivered you from every evil thing and brought you safely into his kingdom for a new time right now. You're not going to be afraid to give your heart. You've done that. <laughs> I, don't, I, just, I just saw a vision of a meat grinder. And I saw your heart taken by somebody by sweet, kind promises. And they're putting a great grinder, a meat grinder and doing that. Ripping your heart to shreds. And God's restoring you. Restoring your heart. He so loves you. It's going to give you back confidence, real confidence, deep down inside. Real subtleness, real knowing. Here's messenger. You've run from that too. This whole ministry thing in church world is like freaked you out. Because you're tender. Now he's got a whole new generation about to be born. And ways of serving and giving that are so different than just the traditional four walls church services like we have now in Colonnet Church. You're going to direct an army. Receive it. Show Chino Kasuva Biliato. Yeah, Bethany. It's coming it's from your mother. The revelation knowledge. Not that they had, because she's gone way beyond that. Religion and all of that is not in her. Thank you, Father. You're going to go into it together. All three of you are going to go into a whole new thing with God together. Even though you live apart. That'll work real good for you because you're all kind of nomadic anyhow. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Okay. Wonderful. Wow, you have done well. He's amazing. Yeah. 
Well, Father, we bless her right now so much more. All the things that I was saying was the tip of the iceberg for what you were speaking inside of her soul and showing her and revealing to her through her spirit where you dwell in her. And I thank you, Father, that you're empowering her with a whole new infusion of desire and holy fire, passion and fire that comes. Ooh, I just see the Lord blowing on you and transforming you. Transfiguring you. Mm. I see him doing a miracle and totally restoring your health, your physical health, because of all of the things the enemies tried to do to kill you. I see him healing you right now, this very moment. This is not coming down the road, but your health venture and adventure and journey is wise. Take it seriously. In Jesus' name. Uh, the Lord spoke to me uh, just a few years ago and he said I'm delivering you from a spirit of addiction I said I don't have a spirit of addiction that's not God get behind me and, and he said I'm delivering you from a spirit of addiction and I said that, that can't be God I'm not I don't have any addictions and the Lord spoke to me he said look and I went, I just opened my eyes. Because when he says, look, I look, I don't know what I'm looking at. He said, look, so I look. And like that, it unfolded in front of me and I saw a pattern of something in my life that was an addictive thing that I didn't even know. <laughs> and he delivered me from it. And it, I didn't really cooperate with him very well. So I had to deal with some really bad physical things. That's not a warning, I'm talking about me. Uh, and it had to do with, I was addicted to food. I loved to eat and I didn't just love to enjoy good food, I loved to eat. And I loved to barbecue, I was a barbecue freak. And whatever I would make, I would supersize and super do. And super salsa and super, you know, everything. And just, and I loved food. And I ate quite a bit of it and I was very overweight. I weighed uh, 100 pounds more than I do now. Can you imagine me at almost 300 pounds? I was actually really buff <laughs> underneath it all. <laughs> Carry around 300 pounds all day, you get some pretty strong muscles. <laughs> He's going to do a new thing in you. I got it from Isaiah tonight before I stood up. I said, I'm not preaching that tonight, Lord. That's not what you're telling me. He said, no, but it's a word I want you to give tonight. And he says, I'll do a new thing. Suddenly it shall spring forth, or it shall spring forth suddenly. 
And the suddenly is upon you tonight by the words I'm speaking. These are not my words. They're the words of my Father. And they will come to pass. Also, great wealth and esteem and honor with highly esteemed people, known people, is not foreign to you and you've connected with many over your life and you're about to connect with a whole new breed and a new thing that's happening of those that love God and want to explore the Lord, not through new age, not through mysticism, because you've been exposed to that big time too. And the enemy has tried to get you off in all kinds of things. But your heart is pure towards him. But Christians, they condemn a lot of things new agers know, missing it, because they went in and got some things without permission and the church didn't do it. The church was afraid they would be deceived, so they were deceived. New Agers just went after it. And there's a whole movement coming amongst New Age psychic phenomena type, knowing the, those arts. And you're going to be able to really have the word of the Lord for them. Yeah, even the wealthy are going to be taught by you. And the Lord's on you. It's a new day. Do you believe these things I'm telling you? Well, a lot of it's already the enemy's tried to get, present to you the counterfeits before you've really gotten the full value of the, the pure that's about to happen. And it's already begun. When you walk out of here tonight, get ready. Things are going to happen to you left and right everywhere you go. Says the Spirit of God. I'll even throw a yea verily in there. And say, surely thou knowest. I just had to take the time to do that. Anybody in this room, what's your name by the way? Pardon? Nadia. Nadia. Okay. I, I, I couldn't get it. I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. It's not even close. Okay. Thank you, Father. Now, there, there's, a, there's a whole release of prophetic um, passion and fire and a whole new hunger being released because um, I, I don't know how to say it except just to say it. We're in a very... Um, low level of prophetic ministry in the body of Christ right now. Very low level. It's just actually <coughs> entry level. There's four basic levels to the prophetic and we're, we're one and two is what we're mostly experienced. A little bit of three, the third level. It's all, and it's all found in um, Joel's prophecy and Peter's declaration. And Peter's declaration, in the last days I'll pour out of my spirit. I'm quoting the New King James Version because it has a Greek text in it and an emphasis that's really beautiful that the uh, earlier translators caught in this context of scripture was that in the last days I'll pour out of. Everybody say out of. Out of my spirit. That means portions of it. If I have a glass of water and I go around and pour a little bit out of on everybody, everybody gets a little bit. 
I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters. That's the first level. He pouring out his spirit in all flesh so their eyes can be enlightened, so they can receive the gospel, so they can be open, and it's getting stronger and stronger and easier and easier to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world and to people in the deepest darkness. It's going to get easier and easier to preach the gospel because they're becoming so open to everything. The movies are preparing them for, you name it, all of them. They're all preparing people for supernatural stuff and super human being type people and DNA and everybody here knows about all that. Nephilim and giants and space creatures and breaking through a barrier and, and quantums and bending the universe and everything, all that kind of stuff, which was taught me by the Lord when I was 10 years old. I went to school and shared it with science teachers. They were dumbfounded. It shut down the whole class. They didn't know what to do. And I didn't have a language for it. I didn't call it quantums. I explained the stuff that I saw when the Lord came and took me and we made trips into the universe. And he showed me things in the universe. <laughs> I like Seven Ray because I was in my bed with my wife sound asleep. And suddenly... I heard the sound of silence. The sound, we don't even know what that's like. Like it is in outer space. The sound of, and, and, and the sound of silence was so deep and wonderful that it woke me up. And I sat up on my bed, and when I did, I said, whoa, wow, what is going on here? And all of a sudden, the walls went, disappeared. The roof disappeared. And suddenly, my bed went, and my wife, and I turned around and looked at my wife. I pinched myself. I'm wide awake. This is all open vision happening. So an experience. And I'm shooting through the universe and headed right toward the eye of Orion. And as I got close to the eye of Orion, that's way out there, you know, like 50 million gigawatt time years out there. It's really way out there. And I, and I, I slowed way down and I saw this, I, I, could, I could see the uh, realm of, of the glory of heaven. And, and suddenly out of, the, out of that blast of beautiful glory light came seven creatures, all different color. And they flew up and flew around my bed and they did figure eights and went all around me and they were smiling. And they were the seven spirits of God and they all had a different appearance and, they, and their appearance fit the, the spirit, sevenfold spirit that they were, whichever one they were. And <laughs> it was really amazing and they never said a word and they came right up close to my face and they, they did all of these choreographed beautiful like this stuff all around me and then they left and they went back right back through it and then suddenly uh, 
I felt myself coming back into my bedroom and I felt, and then suddenly the roof appeared and the walls, I just, and I woke up Glenda and said, did you see that? <laughs> I do this to her often when I have these things. Sometimes we're up all night with me revelating with her because of stuff that happens to me. And it's, a, it's all a gift of God. It's I was created and raised in all of this. And my grandmother was Native American and a seer, and my mother was an intercessor and a seer, and my dad was a prophet, and, and so I have this. It's all by grace, isn't it? How many you know nothing we have is anything we've done? But anyhow, these seven spirits of God were all different color. And there was the whole time they were doing everything they did, the, the, the music of outer space was what I was hearing. And it was, the, and, and the, and it was silence. But it was, I don't even know, I don't have words to explain it because I've never heard it before, except when I went there. It didn't sound like musical instruments at all. It sounded like the sound of stars burning and comets shooting and all kinds of things that was in the universe, all of their the sound of it in the outer silence that we can't hear, there is a lot of noise out there. And it all harmonizes and it's incredibly amazing sound. Nobody on earth could make it. And it was imparted to me and then the, after I talked to her about it, I went to sleep and I woke up and the phone rang and I answered the phone and the guy said, did you see it, did you see it? The prophet guy, I know. And I said, yeah, I did. What, what, what? He said, it's the seven spirits of God. I said, wow, I haven't said anything to anybody. I didn't quite know what to call it. But I know what it is. And I knew it inside, but I hadn't talked about it. And he gave me a word. And then the phone rang about an hour later. Another one. Give me another word. Seven spirits of God. He's visited you. He's shown you some things about them. There's coming impartation, activation. There's coming revelation beyond anything you've known. And, and you know what's happened to me since then? I've had no revelation at all about the seven spirits of God. <laughs> but I've had amazing increase in revelation about everything else. It's just increased. I love Revelation, but I don't like it without power. And you are called, brother, to demonstrate the power of God. Can I pray for you? Would you come over here? Are you two together? Friends? Okay. That's why I asked. I wasn't sure. The power of God is upon you. You're a warrior. You're, the Lord wants to use you to slay giants. I'm speaking of spiritual creatures. The Lord is going to introduce you to an anointing of the discerning of spirits and the anointing of discernment. And you are going to, um, you are going to experience some things. Oh, thank you, Father. You're going to win people to Jesus and you're going to set them free. Amen. And you're going to feel the agony of what their sin has done to them. God is delivering you tonight. He is bringing some things to you tonight to set you free. This thing that you've been going through in your life, trying to 
understand. God says, I want you to stop trying to understand. I want you to know me. I want you to love me. I want you to throw up your hands. Let go and let me. Because I'm going to land on you with a mantle. It's going to be peace. I could just see you just now. I saw this beautiful, it's, it's, um, it's, um, the color of it is, is like red purple. What's that called? Uh, uh, fuchsia. Fuchsia. It's, it's, yeah, scarlet. It's scarlet. And it's, and it's a, it's, it's big, baggy. It's like a, it's like a cape. But it comes over your arms. The arms, and you're in the, and you've got a big hood on it. And it's a place in God. You're hidden in the scarlet nature, the royalty of scarlet blood. And you are like a Jedi Knight delivering people from darkness. And you have the sword in your hand, and it is a laser sword. And it is the light of God. And you have power over spirits of darkness. And, uh, you know, the, the most anointed people I've ever met in deliverance didn't have their eyes focused and fixed. And they weren't always trying to see demons. They were trying to, they were constantly communing with God and seeing the heavenly. Mm. And then when the spirits came along, they just dealt with them quick and powerful. Mm. And he's going to give you that kind of discernment so that... Uh, because of the compassion he's going to put in you. He's going to put a deep compassion in you because of the pain and suffering you've been through. Because of what you went through with your father image. Because of the loneliness and the feeling left out and left alone and, and, and abandoned. He's breaking all of that off of you. He's breaking that all of off of you. You've had to be a warrior in your lifetime. You've had to be a fighter or be, or be taken out. You've had to stand strong. He loves you. He's going to tenderize your heart and make you very kind toward lost people. You understand them. There's a holiness in you. You want holiness. You really want holiness. No compromise and call it grace. Grace doesn't compromise. Grace infuses and transforms us. It changes us. We're saved by grace. That means sozo, changed. Mm. Absolutely changed by grace. Through faith. Faith. He's going to infuse you with the gift of faith and strength. It's a simple encouraging little pop-up yeah. prophecy, but it's, it has large ramifications for a lot of people. Go seek my face, says the Lord. Go seek me. Go seek me. Learn to be still. Shut yourself down. And let me take over. Because I'm going to reveal myself and all of my bounty to you. Of how you can deliver people from oppression and help restore their inheritance. Says the Lord. Come on. Let's praise God with him. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can I put my hand on your head? For I'm raising up an Elijah army and I'm calling forth my Elijahs. 
I've called you to be as Elijah and John the Baptist. You're going to be burning up inside with a new fire. And you're going to experience the John the Baptist anointing. And the spirit and power of Elijah will rest upon you to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just one. Jesus. Fire. Come upon him. Now. In Jesus name. Breath of God. Blow on him. And God starts out by saying, I'm your father and I love you. I totally accept you. And I'm going to be what to you that you have never had. I'm healing you. He's going to break down the walls. Remove all the areas where you're unfeeling. Where you don't know how to let go of your feelings. And your feelings will not provoke you to anger or wrath or judgmentalism or criticism. It will not happen. The Lord cuts it off and releases on the inside of you his loving kindness and his tender mercies. One other word. David says, oh Lord, your gentleness has made me great. Bless you, man. What's your name? Micah. Micah? Micah. Thank you, Father. Michael or Micah? Micah. Yeah. I was hearing Mike, but I didn't. I was thinking it was Michael, but it's Micah. Okay. Well, Father, Micah, your man. You like that book? Micah? awesome book do not rejoice over me my enemies when I fall for he has lifted me up and I shall prevail over my enemies thank you father thank you. amen you, never despise yourself when you see feel like you fall short oh, yes. anymore Just despise what caused it Love God with all your heart. Then you can hate iniquity and do it correctly. Jesus loved righteousness and hated iniquity. But he loved first. Ones that just hate iniquity first and go around hating iniquity. They become very critical and judgmental and, and harsh. Love righteousness then you can hate iniquity. Thank you, Father. Let's thank God for him, can we? I'm taking the time to be kind of a little bit thorough and slow because of um, sometimes it's not on me to just give quick, powerful words, and sometimes it is. Popcorn prophecy, I call it. It really encourages and blesses people. And... Um, I got that phrase from Larry Randolph. I, I liked it real well. But anyhow, um, uh, let's lift our hands for just one moment. I want to uh, finish up the night here. I feel like I've given you a pretty good download. And I want to finish the night, but I want to make sure that he is uh, done with me.
be, and I can turn it over to others that will seal the service. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, okay. I forgot that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Um, okay, that's good. Praise God. I would be remiss. The Lord just reminded me that I need to give you an opportunity to give. How many love to give? But any people here, the nature of God, God so loved that he gave. And if we really live in love, we love to give. Because love casts out fear. We're not afraid we're going to lack for any good thing. So God so loved that he gave. This offering tonight is only going to be a love offering. Nothing else. It's because you love. You want to give because you love. And you do love because you have the nature of your Father. And so, uh, Father, I'm asking you tonight to give people the courage to give everyone in this room the courage to really walk in the place that you want them to in every area, including resources, finances, stewardship. It's very important. The Lord wants you to walk in the place he is paid a great price for through the shedding of his blood. He wants you to prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. And he wants you to live in a benevolent heart. As I was talking about judging with this young man, the Lord had given me this verse tonight and he just reminded me of it. Jesus said, forsake the habit of criticizing and judging others. Then you will not be criticized and judged in return. Don't look at others and pronounce them guilty. And you will not experience guilty accusations yourself. There's accusations and there's guilty accusations. You won't experience guilty accusations. You will not experience guilty accusations yourself. Forgive over and over. And you will be forgiven over and over. Give generously and generous gifts will be given back to you. Shaken down to make room for more, abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure that it will run over the top. <laughs> I like that. Anybody like that one? Running over the top? How many want to run over the top uh, measure to come to you? Be generous. Be generous. It's a lifestyle. Never just reach in and grab a buck and toss it in. Touch the heart of God and say, Lord, give me your benevolent generosity right now and help me to have the courage because as you sow, you're going to also reap. That's what Jesus just said. Your measurement of generosity becomes the measure of your return. Words of Jesus. And so tonight, Father, I ask that you speak to every person here to be encouraged and strengthened and to open their hearts to know that you are a generous, benevolent Father and that you want to give us all things richly to enjoy. And that we love you and so we become the people of love that love to give as you gave. I bless them tonight 
with the revelation of a generous heart. And I give you thanks, Father, that a judgmental heart has no dominion over us. For we will extend mercy because we need mercy, Lord. And we thank you for that right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray.